Welcome, children, to the Silver Scream Fiends podcast. Prepare yourself for some killer kino, some spooky cinema, and plenty of tales of terror. Relax, grab a drink, make yourself at home, and listen to another evil episode. And hopefully, you'll make it out alive. <laughs> Welcome back to the Silver Scream Fiends podcast. I'm your host, oh. Sam. <laughs> and I'm Blake. <laughs> Do not scare the audience like that. And, and in this week's uh, turmoil, I spilt an entire cup of gamer juice before we went live. Hell yeah. So now my keyboard's sticky. <laughs> you got that gamer gunk on it. <laughs> but you know what's not sticky are the Elm Street movies. Well, sometimes Fred Drake. Fred, yeah, they could be cut. Actually, actually, you know what? They're pretty sticky. Frederick <laughs> J. Kruger, as a franchise, pretty sticky overall. So yeah, yeah, that, that was wrong. That's a fair point. Uh, honestly, yeah. we'll refund you. Sorry, <laughs> but yeah, uh, our for our final episode of the um, Scream block, we're going to uh, not talk about Scream because we did that last year, but uh, we're going to yep. talk about the entire. Elm Street franchise, and yes, that includes the god awful remake. Yep, <laughs> yep. But <laughs> but we start off with a pretty solid film, I would say. Um, I off the bat, I just I just want to note that Freddy Krueger, you know, after going through several horror franchises and the abundance of other movies I've watched, I think Freddy Krueger has to be like one of the most brilliantly written villains I've ever seen in horror. You know, it's, yeah. it, it, it's like Freddie's been so ingrained in society since the 80s that like it almost is that weird mentality of like someone walking into a hot topic and just seeing like the horror icon shirts sure like, yeah, yeah, we know about but once you actually watch the movies, because I've only seen like two of them. Once you actually sit down and watch them, you're like, wow, like what I already knew Wes Craven was a fucking genius, but like. This is just, man, because I'll say that out of all the franchises, too, the, the credit I'll give to this one is that most others have a lot of weak entries. And even if there are weaker ones here, I could confidently say I could rewatch all these movies and like not be disgusted. Yeah, I would say <laughs> yeah. the worst Elm Street movie is much better than the worst Halloween movie. Right, yeah, it's it, it it's like night and day. So yeah, which is I, Halloween ends, which is <laughs> which is <laughs> Halloween ends, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so the the first movie, I and again, I I would say that um, you know, in, in a lot of franchises, it, it's kind of hard to have like that proper exposition, and in this one, Freddy is played more seriously whereas the rest of the series is notorious for how ridiculous it becomes with its comedic yeah. elements um, yeah and and i know that craven when he was conceptualizing freddy originally wanted the character to be very dark like mm -hmm. more so than in this movie um but that will tie into a point i will bring up in the remake way later so <laughs> we'll just stick to this for now but yeah um so we have this new we have this new little movie called A Neighbor on Elm Street, which which brings um a pretty cool twist to the slasher genre because most of the time, you know, conventional slasher is just like maniac 
on the run who usually doesn't really speak. He speaks in grunts and then he just carries around a, like a big knife and just kills people one by one. In this, it's like Craven actually did something really creative and brought like these horrific nightmare elements into it, you know? And, and yeah, I, I appreciate that I because for the time it was like, oh, that's pretty fucking cool. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I can't confidently say that Freddy is the first, but Freddy is the probably the biggest slasher villain that right out of the gate is like supernatural, which is really cool. Like Michael, Jason, they all kind of start out grounded in reality, like serial killer kind of stuff. Freddy, like right out the gate, is a, like a demon supernatural kind of character, which is really cool. Yeah, yeah, I, I I do appreciate that too, and and that's like. And it's important, especially in a movie where it's like centralized on dreams, right? It's like you need that fantastical yeah. element, and um, which why the remake sucked. Okay, anyway, so we have <laughs> we have uh, this group of kids: uh, Nancy, Tina, Rod, and Glenn. Um, which is it's funny because in the beginning of the movie, I, I remember thinking this: uh, they they almost set it up as if Tina is going to be the the lead. Um, mm -hmm. like they're, like, they're all at this, uh, at the, I forget whose house it is, but like trying to have like a, a little sleepover and, and Tina ends up just getting murked, <laughs> um, which, which obviously we learn once scream comes out is like kind of a Wes Craven thing. It's like the misdirect of who the main character is going to be. Yes. This is like the first time yeah. that we see that. Yeah, that, exactly. Yeah. Um, so she gets murdered by Freddy while Rod is in the room and he freaks the fuck out and he, and obviously it doesn't look good for him. So he goes in the hiding. <laughs> I mean, and that's one thing I really love. Like one of my favorite tropes in these like eighties horror movies is like, not, I mean, not even eighties, but mostly eighties. It's like some supernatural being kills someone while someone else is in the room they get blamed for it and they either mm -hmm. have to get locked up locked up in a psychiatric ward or they go to prison or they end up dying um i love that i think that's so because it's like it's an added element right it's like not only do you see like your best friend or your girlfriend or boyfriend die in front of you but then it's like you're getting blamed for it i think it's right. like that extra element of terror um, yeah, well, because especially in a supernatural case, it's like, how do you explain yourself without sounding completely insane? Right. It's it's like so it's the, like to put yourself in that scenario, you realize how like scary it is. Yeah, it's like it's like the Chucky movies. It's like, oh, mm -hmm. a doll killed your friend. Like, no, it right. Didn't. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, so he he gets he gets caught. Uh, brought in by Nancy's father, who is played by the brilliant John Saxon. I think he does a great mm -hmm. job. Um, he's a cop. Uh, and, of course, we have the typical 80s horror trope as well of the adult figure not believing a teen when they're yep. saying they're being stalked, which is, <laughs> like, what I was adding to with that. Um, yeah. Which also, rest in peace to him. He d he died in 2020, so. Yeah, yeah. That's Shout cool. out to him. Shout out to John Saxon. <sighs> He didn't. He Great didn't get his, He didn't get his lobster.com order in in time, and and unfortunately, rest in peace, big guy. Um. So Nancy at this point is uh now getting targeted, and she attempts to stay awake throughout the movie by just consuming as much caffeine as she can before she ODs. Um. <laughs> uh. Meanwhile, what I um really like, which doesn't seem like a really 
creative kill, but Rod in the in the jail cell um, when he gets hanged by the blanket. Uh, I actually thought that was a pretty yeah. cool practical effect. Um, yeah, I mean, this movie's loaded with great. The whole franchise is loaded with insane practical effects that I'm sure we'll talk about each one as we're going through it. But yeah, the the effects in these movies are absolutely insane. Yeah, I mean, my favorite kill, one of my favorite kills in the entire series is in this movie where Glenn, played by a very baby-faced Johnny Depp, um, yeah, I think this was his first movie or one of his first. This movies. was one of his earliest roles, um, and no one knew he would go on to be uh, no one of merit, just in the biggest lawsuit ever. Um, to be Grindelwald. <laughs> to be Grindelwald, yeah. Beloved um, character Grindelwald. <laughs> Beloved character Rango. Yeah. Oh, right. Yes. Yes. Or Mordecai. Great movie. Yeah, Mordecai. Great movie. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> so, um, but him getting like sucked into the bed by Freddy and then the blood is just yeah. spurting out of the ceiling is one of the coolest things I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. And I, I believe they did that scene, the blood, they did it like upside down. Like, I think they filmed it like the room is upside down and they were pouring the blood out of it and then obviously flipped it around because you can't, they couldn't like shoot blood at that rate from like any kind of canon or whatever so yeah i'm pretty sure they filmed that scene upside down which is really cool yeah i, I was actually wondering about that but the, i guess that really is like the only way they could have done it because like the amount of blood yeah <laughs> shot it was too much um, yeah and and another thing i like too with this movie is it is very it, well of course because it's dream centric but it's very realistic in the way it's portraying dreams because it's like like locations will switch up at random and then it like you kind of question your sanity um i know later in the series it gets like even more ludicrous but like Mm -hmm. in this one it it felt more so like oh it's an actual dream like between you passing out and what's going on to the moment of realization right before you're waking up um and and nancy uh and heather langenkamp who does a fucking amazing job she um just just this trauma that she's going through and especially like when she's doing that sleep study in the hospital and and (laughs) i think one of my favorite parts is like the whole the people not believing her thing is when she pulls freddie's hat out from the dream in the hospital and they're and they're still like nope but then <laughs> but then we realize Nancy's mom obviously is hiding something. So yeah. but um but I, I always found that funny is like, nope, oh, just dirty old man hat ended up in bed. I guess I guess you're the crazy one. <laughs> um also another scene that I wanted to touch on is the the alleyway sequence where Freddie stretches his arms out and like scratches the sides of the alleyway. When he's chasing um, oh, Tina. That's right. Because yeah, yeah. that, from what I've read, I read this book called Shock Value. That is like one of my favorite books about horror movies. It's basically each chapter is just about the complete like process of making a classic horror movie. And they, I don't remember if they do a full chapter on Nightmare on Elm Street, but they cover Wes Craven. And that scene was kind of like where the idea for the movie came from. It was basically like Wes Craven when he was a kid lived in an apartment building and 
he looked at his window one night and there was like I don't I don't know if it was like a drunk guy or or some there was a guy standing in like the alleyway outside of his apartment building and he looked down at him and the guy like made eye contact with him and it like it scared the shit out of baby Wes Craven and oh god <laughs> that kind of like and apparently he was wearing a hat like Freddy's hat so that was kind of like where the idea for Freddy came from was like that guy in an alleyway. And, and so that scene is a pretty direct reflection of the like original inspiration for the movie, which is really cool. I, wow. I had no idea. That's very, <laughs> is it life or art? That is the imitation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, Ooh, I, that would freak me out as a kid. <laughs> yeah. It's a crazy story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Wes, yeah. And it's funny too. Cause they, they kind of like, there we'll we'll get to it, but his new nightmare movie, it's kinda like they they almost allude to that. And I think like through all of his works, they there must have just been so many things he like experienced. Cause a lot uh-huh. of them like they're so wrapped in like this meta formula that he's composed. It's almost yeah. like he he's is almost like Stephen man. King where he has this like universe surrounding him and all of yeah. his works. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, th- th- this I I really just it, it's such a good first entry into a series. It, it does so many yeah. things right. It's it's fun. It's gory. It's campy. Freddy is, of course, I like the comedic elements of Freddy, but he's more serious in this one, and he's also yeah a much more mysterious figure. Like mm-hmm. most shots of him, is kind of obscured by silhouette and it's he's like more sinister um but yeah. it's not like grounded it's like like they found like a good balance i think mm-hmm. um but yeah no there are times like i was legit i would say out of all of the the movies this one like i wouldn't say i, I was ever scared but this one definitely creeped me a little like, yeah, this is the one that I can see how it was scary when it came out, even though yeah. today, like, it looks a little dated, but it's, I can watch it and be like, okay, I'd like, this would probably freak me out, too, if I saw it in, you know, 84 or whenever it was that came out. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just like the idea of a killer that attacks you in your dreams, like with Michael or Jason or whatever, like, there's always the feeling like, well, I could just run away. Like I could get in a car and run away and like he would never get me. But right. with Freddy, your brain is where he comes for you. So yeah. there's really no escape. And yeah. you need to sleep eventually. So you can't really run from Freddy, which is makes him really scary. Can't can't run from Fred Fred which by the way he is. This is the only entry that he is called Fred Krueger. Yeah, and I'm so <laughs> glad they did not. Yeah, stick with that. Yeah, because it w- it's funny because you hear Freddy and you almost think like that's not really an intimidating name, but it works. It, mm-hmm. it somehow works like Fred just doesn't Fred is like my fucking clerk at my grocery yeah. store. Like, well, it's funny if you think about it, like all of the big slashers, Jason, Michael, Fred, are just uh, Charles, names. like yeah. it's just normal white guy names. <laughs> I know because the white man is the most terrifying villain. Of all. True, <laughs> okay, but that's well, a whole different podcast. That's a whole different podcast. <laughs> so anyway, after Johnny Depp gets completely fucking murked. 
Nancy booby traps her entire house in an effort to like pull him from from the dreams and um and and, man i'll say like the whole part where the her father is like at the the house across the street investigating the glenn death and then nancy like going toe-to-toe with freddie that encounter was cool but man it infuriated me that in in this especially where the movie ends up right like all these kids are dying nancy's like confiding in her father like listen please i'm gonna try to pull this psycho out of the dream like even if you don't believe me please be the one to arrest this motherfucker he's like yeah. oh yeah no problem and then he just turns to his lackey and he's like hey can you check up <laughs> can you check up on my daughter in 10 minutes like yeah dude she's screaming bloody murder for you to help her like you're not gonna fucking help her <laughs> like that yeah, they, part just Infuriates me. Yeah, some suspension of disbelief with how bad of a father he is. <laughs> yeah, seriously, it's like it doesn't matter if you don't believe her. Like if she's that passionate and insistent, maybe listen. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, I thought I thought the the final confrontation was pretty fun. And then uh, he he finally ends up back at the house. He gains his senses and and she uh, ignores him. Which another thing I really like uh, with Freddy is like that his kryptonite is like not acknowledging him or forgetting mm-hmm. about him. I thought that was cool, yeah. and especially it's something that is much more touched upon later in the films. Like especially Freddy vs Jason. Um, yeah, but but in this one, it's like they kind of set that in stone like they put put a little thing in the back of your brain to remember that that's how you can potentially get rid of him at least for the time being um and then uh i love the oh my god nancy's mother like getting fucking consumed uh and 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 you know what the the whole aftermath of that of like the father just his face was so like We'll never speak of this again. <laughs> like, don't, yeah. don't. Ever. It wasn't even like there was no like out cry. It was just like, well, I guess <laughs> she's gone now. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, but very, over, very deep character. Yeah, very, <laughs> very deep character. Yeah, but um, yeah, I, 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 I fucking really loved it because I've only seen it like once so many years ago that I didn't even. Re- the only thing I remembered is Glenn dying in the bed. Like, that's really... A, a, so it was, it was a treat to be able to rewatch this because I was like, there's so many movies that end up on my backlog, but this, I made, like, a conscious effort to... Like, this was my first movie of this month because we do our horror movie challenges. This was the first movie I chose because I was like, I was so fucking excited to see, like, the origin of it all. Yeah. And, and then... And it um, holds up. It's still... It's still... Oh, yeah. Easily one of the better entries in the franchise definitely top three if not one you know yeah oh absolutely yeah i would i would say like me personally dream warriors beats it and it's only by a margin like it's not it's nothing crazy but it's yeah it's so strong it is very strong foundation which then leads us into part two which is one of the most divisive films as yes. far as I know, um, because what they decided to do is it only being the second movie in the franchise took a drastically different turn mm-hmm. and and had Freddie like control this kid, Jesse, who his family just moves into the house, the, the original Elm Street house from the first movie. 
Um, and uh, Je- Jesse finds out with his girlfriend that this girl Nancy lived there because her diary was in the closet. Which, uh, speaking of which, the overtones of this movie. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, have you seen that that documentary that came out of all about this movie? So I have not, but it's on my list. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah. I highly highly recommend it. Um, it's it yeah, it basically goes into like the like overtones of the movie which people interpreted as being very much like a story about being gay in the early 80s and it's yeah really i mean once you watch it you're like there's no way this wasn't intentional like it's not it's not possible because it's so yeah overt once it's like pointed out to you and it's it's great it's a really interesting story and it's 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 a really like fascinating take on Freddy and it's interesting that it was only the second movie it's not like it's not like late in the franchise we're getting into this like deeper nuanced stuff about Freddy this is part two which is crazy yeah I I will say the the first time I watched this uh, I I knew going into it that there was kind of this uh, like a homosexual subplot and I I was like kind of looking out for it and there were probably parts of it that I I could parse like when he sleepwalks and he goes to that bar yeah a lot of people say it's a gay bar I I wasn't quite sure and then he and then he sees his fucking teacher there from high school he's like go do laps in the gym so he goes back so he goes back to the gym and then like his coach gets dragged in the showers and starts getting spanked and I'm like wait there might be something here um, yeah also un- unrelated to that but I I wanted to mention one of my favorite uh aspects of this movie is the the scene where his like younger sister is eating breakfast and she puts on like the little plastic nails. The cereal that she's eating <laughs> is called Fu Man Chews. Like chew. <laughs> That's the even, cereal that she's eating, which I, I think is so that. fucking funny. Oh man, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That would go over well today. Um yes, that, very. That, so yeah, there so as the movie goes on, um he gradually gets possessed by Freddy, which I think I know a lot of people I wouldn't say I loved or hated this movie, but I a, a lot of people argue that the whole Freddy controlling him thing was kind of stupid. I thought it was pretty cool for them to try something like that, especially so early yeah. on in the series. It's um, interesting that it doesn't they don't really go back to that much. Yeah. later in the series the like possession yeah. thing maybe like here and there they like hint at it but like it's the whole focus of this movie and it's kind of ignored in later entries in favor of fun like campy freddy deaths you know this one's a little bit more i i would say it's a pretty serious entry in a franchise that becomes pretty campy later on uh-huh. Which again, it's a follow up to the first one, which is a very serious take. So it's it's interesting. It, it's a very different entry in the franchise. That yeah, I can see why it's divisive. I like it, and I think that the the gay like undertone and subplot makes it better because I think it's a smarter movie than people maybe realize that it is because of that. So yeah, it's it's good. It, it's definitely an outlier as far as the rest of the franchise. Yeah, and and to add to that, it gets like even more intentional with its motivation and themes, because like then they fast forward to to the party, 
um, that his, his uh, I, I believe it's at his girlfriend's house. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, she's trying to become intimate with him, but he has, like, so much on his mind with Freddie and everything. He, like, freaks out. He leaves that little cabin, and he goes find finds his friend Ron, um, who is, he's like, dude, you got to help me. You got to come watch me. Like, don't let me fall asleep. And Ron says something like, why don't you ask your girlfriend to do this? And that's when it kind of clicked in my head, like, oh, is this, yeah. like, him confronting his feeling like i mm-hmm. so yeah it is a smart movie in that sense yeah it's it's it it's you don't see freddy as metaphor ever again in the franchise and maybe it's because when this movie came out i don't i don't know if it was like well received or not i'm not 100 percent sure i know it wasn't like a halloween 3 situation where people like hated it but i don't know how well received it was because obviously for part three, they go in a totally different direction. So I don't, I don't really know. Yeah, I, I have no idea how any of these were received except the remake, because uh, <laughs> yeah. no one should ever watch it. But anyway, how I um, receive it. Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, like going into like that next scene of fucking Ron dying and Freddy ripping through Jesse's chest and going into the party. That's my favorite scene is Freddy just yeah. like aimlessly slashing people around this fucking <laughs> backyard and the kid. Oh my God. The kid trying to reason with him cracks me up. It's like Lucy, even man. that too. <laughs> That's like Freddy outside of the dream realm. I don't know if we get that again either, which is interesting. Yeah, it, it's yeah, because the last um like before Freddy vs. Jason, those last few films, like, his focus is to exit that world, but mm-hmm. it, it, there's so many, like, barriers. But, yeah, he legit pops out of Jesse's chest and just, he's like, huh, I'm from And it's just there. I'm he's here. just here. I'm here. And then just, like, walks through a fence. Um, then, But that whole scene is wonderful. Um, and then it gets, like, very strange because Jesse's girlfriend, like, somehow knows the power plant that Freddie used to work at. Um, and then there's, like, those weird dogs with, like, the doll faces. Uh, yeah. That was, like, very fucking weird. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, and then Freddie's killed off. And uh, then you see him in control of the school bus at the end. That that I thought that was cool. Of it, like, Yeah. The intro, circle. too, with the school bus is cool. Yeah. Because it's like, oh that's him <laughs> that's cool it's like that's something i caught i was like huh that's that's gonna be something <laughs> um yeah because because there's a lot of things that seem unintentional but are laid out for a reason and yeah the, and the bus is one of them and especially like the personalities of the kids which becomes very abundant uh actually even in the next installment like mm-hmm. whenever you know the personality of each kid you could kind of have a good idea of how they're going to die because like yeah it's always it always uh, comes back yeah that and that's and that's how like freddy gets them but speaking of which now we enter my favorite which is dream warriors Um, yeah also my favorite i definitely think it's the best one in the series it's i think it's the one that like if you never watched a nightmare on elm street movie before and you're like i don't want to start with the first one what do i start with i would say watch dream warriors you you get yeah everything that you want out of a freddy movie with dream warriors yeah especially because um all the kids in this one actually have the most personality of like yeah it's basically this movie's basically like freddy versus like the x-men 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. And and uh, I, I I love how diverse it is. Um, you know, you you have this like you have a handicapped nerd who wants to be like a D&D master. A wizard master. Yeah, a wizard master. I love that part of the movie. Yeah. You 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 have like this this edge lord guy named Philip who's just like, "Oh, fuck the world." Um, you ha- you have just such a creative cast of people, and and Nancy's back, which I really appreciate. Um, mm-hmm. It was cool seeing Heather again. Uh, it was a good way to bring her back too. Yeah, a yeah, smart way to do it because she's really not the main character, but right. it's nice that she's like involved in the story still. Yeah, because because the, the new lead in this is a, a girl named Kristen, who's played by Patricia Arquette, and mm-hmm. um and uh, what's really cool is. They establish her as someone who has the power to pull other people into her dreams. So if Freddy yeah. is like right there, she's like, oh, no, motherfucker, and then tries to pull someone. And then um, Nancy kind of finds this kinship with her and realizes that she has this power and um, she tries to convince the, uh, the head of I don't know exactly what you call him. I guess, I guess he's a psychiatrist because they're like in in a ward. But he yeah, I think she, so. She's trying to like convince him to. You know, um, I always forget the fucking name of the drug. Is it Halcyon? Oh, or, it's or, or no, hip, no, it's not Halcyon. Hip, it's Hypno something. Hypnosil? Is that it? I that might be it. Yeah. So yeah. So it, it, it's a drug to like keep them awake, essentially. And um, yeah. And I I like that Nancy kind of speaks from that place of trauma, and a bunch of the movies like trying to convince everyone to just like let yeah. go and yeah it's hypnosil it's I, I looked it up yeah yeah i was kind of because it comes it back hypno- in freddy in freddy versus jason it comes back yes i do remember that um i was kind of hoping it was hypnotoad because that was <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um the i i think one thing that's really interesting about this movie is that in in a way it it has the an oddly wholesome message because in this film mm-hmm. all the kids have these dreams um you know like literally and metaphorically and they like each one of them wants to achieve something like like the like the nerd who cannot walk you know he he wants to be a wizard master and um and and once they enter the dream like once they all get hypnotized and they enter the state of slumber in the dream like each of them can do what they've wanted to do in real life in their dreams so and they like look the way they want to look too yeah so it's like it's like oddly wholesome for a movie about child murder (laughs) yeah it's it's funny because this this entry is almost like a step away from horror and a step towards like dark fantasy kind of because it's very much like a a fantasy movie yeah no i yeah honestly i didn't really think of that but that yeah especially especially the wizard (laughs) yeah the wizard master but man, but yeah, it's very like comic booky. It's it's great. But man, some 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 of the kills in this movie are so good. Like like the girl Jennifer who tries to keep herself up by watching TV, and she fucking oh yeah, that's the cla- one of the most classic prime time bitch. Yeah, just like yeah, that her head in the TV. I was like, girl mood. That's what's <laughs> up. but that no, that is fucking that's great. And also yeah. Philip getting like puppeteered with his veins yeah that that sequence is really cool and the stop motion little freddy puppet yes oh my god yeah this one this one was just one of the more creative ones it it was yeah uh, yeah and it's it's um 
I just lost my train of thought. What was I about to say? <laughs> uh, oh, it's it. This one has the perfect balance, I think, of like Freddy, like wisecracking Freddy, and Freddy as like a threat. Because yes. obviously, as the franchise goes on, he gets cornier and cornier, which is not necessarily a bad thing. It's just I think this one is the perfect uh, balance of funny Freddy and scary Freddy. I I 100% agree, and especially works given, like, the subject matter of the story, because this one definitely deals with more trauma, because you not only have all these patients who are trying to just live a normal life, and their dreams are haunted, and no one believes them, but then you also have Nancy, who's lived through this trauma, trying to help the others through it, so it's, it's almost, in, in, it's almost, again, in a wholesome way, like, bringing everyone together um yeah but yeah there there's there's so much and they kind of go a little bit more into freddy's past like with each movie they dive a little bit more into his past which i Mm -hmm. really like like you you find out he had this mother who like you know horrible shit happened to her um and uh, uh, by the way like uh was it what were you gonna say i was gonna say like funny side note i love that like they just threw lawrence fishburne in this movie that i was literally about <laughs> to say also did you notice that lawrence fishburne's in this yeah it, it's... also in the opening credits he is credited as larry fishburne i did not realize that yeah which is kind of funny obviously he decided later on to to go by lawrence but yeah he's like the orderly in this movie which also must yeah. have been one of his early roles too yeah, because this was uh, 85, right? 87, actually. Oh, 87. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, so it, it's, uh, it was very nice seeing him. <laughs> yeah, it's a funny addition. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, the, the and, and in each movie, they, like, try to kill Freddy in a different way. Um, so they try to give him, like, this proper burial and... Um, and Nancy's father comes back, which uh, I thought is cool. And um, the the whole the, <laughs> the whole like fucking like <laughs> battle between him and the fucking the Freddy Bones. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, so silly. Yep. <laughs> it was good. It was almost like Army of Darkness shit. It was, it was. Yeah, again, it's like that dark fantasy. It's kind of like the like or the Jason mummy or something. Argonauts, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and and uh, he he eventually does get buried, and he throws holy water on him. Um, but yeah, I just very quickly wanted to backtrack and talk about that scene where uh, the the nerd gets confronted by Freddy, and he turns into the wizard master. Yeah, who can I am shoot, the wizard master. He can shoot laser beams from his fingers, and for yep. no reason has a Dracula cape, which is hysterical. <laughs> yeah it's it is very funny Um, yeah and and like the game the like dungeons and dragons knockoff that he plays is called wizard master because obviously they didn't want to use the copyrighted material so yeah it's just so funny wizard master right yeah so so and then he just gets yeah then he just gets washed by (laughs) freddy yeah (laughs) so this one is a great great entry i like you said earlier if you were going to recommend one to someone who just didn't want to watch the first one for whatever reason. Like they, like yeah. this is the one you should watch. It's yeah. It's it just has everything in my opinion that you would want out of a nightmare on Elm street movie. Yeah. Um, what doesn't though really for me is the next one, which is the dream master. Um, yeah, not, not- I, I think in general, the 
franchise goes a little downhill after part yeah. three. Not again. It's still like the worst Freddy movie is still better than the worst like Halloween movie, but still. Yeah, I would say this one um, honestly might have been the most forgettable to me. I, I don't mm -hmm. like I, I think it's fine, but they did so many things that I didn't really like care for, like them basically killing off the remaining cast of Dream Warriors in the beginning of this. Yeah, movie. I, was I hate like, when movies do that. I was like, that's kind of that stupid. Um, yeah. Uh, but but yeah, and also in this movie, this is where things begin to not make as much sense as far as like the rules they establish between the real world and the dream world. Yeah. Um, and like Freddy decides because the, the, the whole point is Freddy is seeking revenge on Elm Street and anyone associated with it because of what happened to him, which we'll get into a little later. But um, but then he just starts going off killing random people and it's like i get it, like it's still a slasher but it was just interesting how they like did so many like different things with this one i i, I was like mm -hmm. huh like i don't know but um yeah so you have this girl alice who uh can actually it, interestingly can gain powers from people who die like so the the people like the new cast in this movie as they get killed off one by one, like, for example, there's that kid who's who's like a karate champ. And when he dies, she actually becomes like this martial arts master and starts kicking around Freddy. So it, I thought that was kind of interesting. I wouldn't say it was enough for me to, like, really love the movie, but it was a cool twist. I, I thought mm -hmm. um, yeah. it's interesting because Dream Warriors came out two years after her. Uh, Freddy's Revenge. This one came out the next year, so I wonder if maybe it was a little bit more like rushed in the production because Dream Warriors did so well. I could be completely making that up. I have no evidence to back that up, but it coming out like the next year, whereas Dream Warriors took two years to make. I wonder if there's a connection there. Yeah, I I think that you might be on to something because it it, it does seem like it was a bit rushed because of the things they changed and th there wasn't a whole lot of action in this one. I yeah. mean, it, it was all right, but, um, you know, there, it, it didn't, it didn't really like satiate my taste for Freddy. Um, mm -hmm. I did. I agree. However, I did think that this was one of the coolest Freddy deaths of, of like the souls leaving his. Body. Oh yeah. 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 I thought the effects were fucking great for that but yeah i don't know like this was kind of a forgettable one for me i don't really know what else to even say about it yeah i would agree oh. is this this is the one where he has like the souls in his chest right yes yes okay yeah i remember i i mentioned that because they have that at the museum of the moving image in queens which i went to in college like a long time ago and they have that prop piece of the oh, the cool. chest with all the souls <laughs> out of it that's fucking cool which is pretty cool to see yeah yeah um and i guess i would say like a cool element of that is with every movie they try to introduce like a new fantastical element to the character and with this one you find out like he's you know he's using the souls like the souls are his life force and so i thought yeah i thought that death was cool but other than that it was 
it would probably be the last one I run to rewatch. Yeah, it's it's watchable, but it's not yeah. memorable. It, it, exactly, exactly. Um, Dream Child, on the other hand, I thought was definitely better. Um, yeah, I thought I. It's much crazier too. Yeah, um, like right out of the gate, it's a pretty crazy movie. <laughs> Yeah, um, so Alice is back uh, along with Dan, and um, they they begin the movie in, in the most lame uh, softcore porn scene I've ever witnessed. Yeah, um, bizarre <laughs> opening credits. Very bizarre. bizarre. Um, and then you see this really, like, hellish pregnancy. Um, she's, yeah, she's I was going to say, uh, it's funny because in part three, they mention like that Freddie's like creation is from like his mother who was a nun being like raped by like 70 something like lunatics or whatever. And you're like, wow, that's crazy. That's fucked up. And then they're like, you know what? Let's show that in this one. <laughs> yeah. Not graphically show it, but like, it's funny how they go back to that and are like, let's show what that looks like. <laughs> yeah. And they show like baby Freddy just like right. Yeah. The mall her. It's like, Oh God. I'm like, I know where this is going. Um, yep. and so he's, he tries to use, uh, Alice's unborn child, uh, his, their dreams to, to get to people in the real world, which like now even makes littler sense in how he's able to use his power. But like, I think yeah. that's really fucking cool. Um, yeah freddie if you were to do like a like a dungeons and dragons scenario based on nightmare on elm street it would be very difficult to figure out the rules for freddie because they're yeah. just different every movie i know i at this point i don't question it but it's just like it's just funny to note it because it's like yeah what are you doing yeah and um, i get they a lot of the times they're bending it for the sake of including cool kills and like just moving the story forward. So yeah, yeah. that's not a criticism. It's just a funny yeah. observation is that every movie, there's just like new rules. <laughs> yeah, no, it, definitely not, not a uh, um, bashing on it, but uh, I, and in this, speaking of the kills in this one, I think they're probably the most predictable, like, like there's that kid, Mark, who's like the comic book artist. And it's like, Okay, he's getting like either sucked into a comic book or he's getting penciled to death or something. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the 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 cast in this one, I I definitely I cared, I I guess like a little bit more about, but it it still didn't really like resonate that well with me. I will say though, Greta, the one like apathetic girl, <laughs> her death. <laughs> was great uh her at the fucking dinner table and she gets, oh yeah, yeah and she gets force fed bon appetit bitch is yep. is probably Again, my favorite this is like favorite yeah Freddy line. we're at full corny freddy at this point in the franchise Again, yeah. not a criticism just an observation yeah like her getting force fed and her cheeks being expanded and she just fucking so dies <laughs> I, and, and like the stop motion fridge food and yeah, yeah it's full on camp now um, mm-hmm. yeah and uh and you get like even more backstory here and um alice uh realizes that like oh the probably the only way to like get rid of him and make sure my baby's okay is to is to like tell the mother to fuck off and lay to rest um so yeah that that fight that whole final showdown i thought was really really cool 
because like a little bit before that they um they'll show alice's unborn child and like how freddie's trying to get to him and i thought mm-hmm. the way they did that was pretty smart and and him like b- trying to be pulled in and then like when he actually resists freddie i thought was really fucking cool like the mm-hmm. way he like extends out his hands and it, it again it's like this is it's so impressive to me how craven um built like this grandiose world and like all like all the set designs are really yeah. cool. like like this is this is one of my favorite sets in the movies um yeah great it's it's definitely you like, can see that you can see the budget going up and up and up in each movie you know, which is which it reflects very much in the sets and in the kills and in the like props and stuff. You you see that this movie when it came out was huge. Yes, I th- I think that it's very impressive what they did. I don't know what the budget was, but yeah, I I give props to the series for being able to like actually convince you that <laughs> you're in this like hellish nightmare world. Um. But yeah, I I thought yeah that that final showdown was cool. Uh, def definitely one of the better. Um, Dream Child, I would say. Pro- I don't know, like I'd probably have to sit down and do my complete ranking. But I I think you'd probably be like upper middle. Yeah, like, it's like, a good it's a good upper middle entry. I would agree. Yeah. Um. <laughs> then we have Freddy's Dead, where. It the is final night. <laughs> absolutely the silliest movie ever. Like there's yeah. there there is not a sillier horror movie that still tries to be serious. It, it's yeah. It is so Again, yeah, we're in good. full campy Freddy at this point. Like like it opens with that that kid uh the name escapes me. Um he's on a plane and he slips into a dream and Freddy's flying outside the plane. Yeah, it's the and wicked witch. He's like the wicked witch. It's I'm like so funny. I'm like, oh, I you know, it. this is gonna be a goofy ass ride. <laughs> um, and then he gets amnesia, ends up at a homeless shelter. You meet the rest of the cast there. Um, again, they set up their personalities for future kills. And kind of the new lead here is Maggie, who runs the shelter, who you eventually find out is Freddy's daughter. Um, yeah, <clears throat> which uh, I I thought was a fun twist. Um, cause like you, you start to learn more and more about Freddy, but it's, um, not till this one where you're like, oh, like he had an actual fucking life, right? Like his, like he killed his wife and his daughter was like forced to remain silent and she was yeah. traumatized. And, um, <clears throat> I thought that was really fun to show that. Um, and then like, again, they're just reinventing freddy and now like he has these weird sperm souls that like infected him <laughs> it it's it, it, it almost in a way seems like they were adding uh this cult-like element in a way like because mm-hmm. because of the way that the souls interacted with him it's kind of hard to explain um 
but uh, another fun fact is this film was shot in 3D, so you can. Uh, oh, really? I didn't. Yeah, I didn't so know the, that. So the DVD actually, the old DVD comes with a pair of 3D glasses, but I don't think it looks very good. It's um, yeah. I mean, does anything look good in the black, the blue and red 3D? Yeah, but it's mostly like those those soul sucker things, like yeah, you, and yeah. you could see like how. <laughs> I will say, like, as great as the series effects are, like, the CGI of those souls, especially at the end, is hysterical. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, this, <laughs> it's bad. Um, so yeah, uh, again, like, the, the kills in this one were pretty fucking cool. Like, the, there's a deaf kid, um, whose eardrum gets punctured. Oh yeah, that one. That one's like a cringing, makes yes, you cringe. Yes, in a good way. Because because he he goes to like drop a pin down the fire escape, and he yeah. like and he's like no no, and he catches it. Then the motherfucker just throws like an entire bag of pins out. Because yeah, now that, that ear, is a really good kill. Because now his ear is like really super sensitive, and yeah. then oh oh him clawing on the fucking chalkboard and his head mm-hmm. explodes oh man <laughs> that that was good i like that one i also i do love the video game death in this one where he oh, gets sucked into the tv yes brett breckenmeyer who <laughs> i believe uh his name is spencer in the movie um is uh stoner which already is hysterical and yeah which and- also that scene starts with a johnny depp cameo yes he's on the tv Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the TV. But uh, <laughs> this movie has very interesting cameos. Like there's Roseanne Barr and Tom Arnold. Um, Alice very Cooper. Very good, not Al- dated. Yeah, very good, not dated people. Um, <laughs> but Alice Cooper is Freddy's dad, which is uh-huh. pretty fucking cool. I like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Weird, weird cameos though for this movie. Um, good stuff though. Good. Oh, good stuff. Yeah. Brecken Meyer. Again, I guess. I guess in theory they were like, at the time, this is going to be the last one. Let's like throw it all at the wall here and just go for it. Yeah. And they do. Yeah, Breckenmeyer Bre- being turned into the video game is so funny. Yeah, is so. And the, just the like- scene where like the cartoon <laughs> Freddy is just like kicking him is so funny. Yes, I just love him hopping around. Yeah, that one, like, yeah. as silly as the movie was, I really appreciated that. Yeah, like, to I, me, that's <laughs> the most memorable part is that video game. 100%. I just think it's so funny. 100%. Um, and it's very, like, the whole movie's so cartoony in nature. Like, there's even that scene where um John, he, he's falling from the sky, and Freddy cuts his parachute, and Freddy goes to like push this bed of spikes. It's literally like a wily coyote. Yeah, cartoon. and Freddy becomes almost like Looney Tunes. He in this is. Movie. He's absolutely Looney Tunes in this movie. Um, yeah, which is great. You know, it, it's fun. Yeah, it's, it's good. Like, it's it, it's like you said. They figured this was going to be the final Freddy appearance. Might as well yeah. do whatever the fuck you want. Right. Like um, you could tell Robert England's having a lot of fun in this movie. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, and then we finally have towards the end where Maggie confronts Freddie and she truly finds out her upbringing. Um, and the, <laughs> the, oh man, her, ja- the, the, the battle itself is cool, but then her jamming the pipe bomb inside of him while saying happy father's day. 
<laughs> he's just giving him a kiss. Is, oh, it's brilliant. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, and then the souls flying out just oh cracks me the fuck up. Yeah, um, this one definitely is one I will never forget. This was yeah, <laughs> this was a fun ride. This is one I would rewatch with a bunch of friends. I'd be like, hey, let's get stoned. Yeah, this this is a good that. party movie. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, the and, and and oh my god, and then the the rest in peace at the end with his picture, like from mm-hmm. start to finish, this is just a cartoon. It, it's yeah, it's it's, so, it's self, it's very self aware at this point. It's so good. in a good way. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. I, I loved it. It was it was great. Um, yeah. So uh, then the the series happens to not be over because Wes Craven Doctor. does Wes Craven <laughs> does what Wes Craven does best and gets real fucking meta in new nightmare um and it's great because like i i could definitely see this be craven's always been meta but this definitely seemed like the template for scream like because of the way he's Uh like he engrosses his movies within these layers of meta it's like it was like the same shit as in scream so i was like he probably very heavily took inspiration to do this but um oh yeah because he did scream like two years after yeah not that long it it was this was definitely the the beginning of him toying with those like meta ideas yeah um and and uh, again like with scream and the stab films within the universe craven realizes freddy's like coming into the real world so he has to make another nightmare movie to contain yeah. him and he ends up trying to rope uh heather back in uh well yeah heather i was, I was almost gonna say nancy but she plays heather she's heather right Langenkamp. technically yeah. um and uh and uh, yeah and uh, like uh whoever returns like west plays himself heather plays herself robert england plays himself um which is great i love him like coming out in the talk show dressed as freddie and heather's like yeah kind of like at odds with herself. Out, yeah yeah the the only thing i'll say is man i wish that they had like a showdown between robert and freddie like that would that, be cool. That would have been I wonder if so maybe, fucking cool. Yeah, I wonder if maybe they just didn't have the means to like pull it off effectively, like special yeah. effects wise back then. Yeah. But yeah, that would have been pretty cool. I'm honestly thinking that had to be the reason because there's no way Wes made this movie and was like, okay, England's not going to battle himself. It had to have been yeah. limitations. Um, yeah, I would think so. But speaking of Freddy in general, I, I like what they did tweaking his design. Like in this, he has like a green hat. He's got like a trench coat and his mm-hmm. and his face and scars are like a little darker. I, I like a, li- a lot scarier. Yeah, yeah they it, make him a lot scarier. He's definitely scarier, which I think makes sense because like Heather dealing with her trauma in creating the movies is kind of playing into effect. And, and now Freddy's targeting her son who I thought, you know, I thought the kid actor was fine. It's it's hard. Like, yeah. these movies, it's, it's hard a, with child yeah, he's actors. Yeah, he's the kid from Pet Cemetery as well, and Kindergarten Cop. Yeah, and um, it's escaping me. He's, what is he also in? Let he's in see. something else. I, I can't, it's on the tip of my tongue, but I, yeah, look this he up for me, a, because this is going to bother me. Yeah, I'm looking, I'm trying to figure it out. His top three on on IMDb are Kindergarten Cop, Pet Cemetery, and a movie called Mercury Rising, which I have not seen. Mercury Rising, no, it wasn't he. No, is it Home Alone? I'm thinking of what. 
He's in something else. I, I, can't, I can't. This is the whole podcast now, by the way. We're yeah, just, I don't know. I'm not seeing anything yeah, else. I, I He's in know. Apollo 13. Yeah, that's where I know him from. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm not seeing anything else. All right. Yeah. I mean, he did, he did a fine but yeah. job. But I, I, I did like Freddie basically just going through her family. Like, she kills off her her husband, who who is a special effects artist, who is working on the the uh, the Nightmare reboot. He's, he fashions mm-hmm. a Kruger Claw, which is actually how the movie opens. Heather is, is ha- we're all over the place. Heather's having a, a nightmare where they're on the set of a Nightmare movie. And and um and the Kruger claws get a life of their own and start killing the cast and crew, um and so but then he ends up dying in real life in one of the most realistic scenes ever because which everyone out there has been tired while driving a car so him driving the car and like nodding and opening the window for air I was like that's me all the time <laughs> but uh, but yeah there I, I am but that was great like the claw coming out and like kind of like tickling his sack I yeah was like, oh man this, this one definitely weird. they went back to like the first movie as far as trying to make freddy scary yeah oh, there is not a lot of corny freddy in this one well yeah because and I, I it's obviously intentional right because heather's dealing with very real trauma like it's right it's very grounded in reality um and i think that it, it, it's he really man Wes just was such a fucking genius. Like he's so many. Yeah, I mean, this movie layers. is so. Yeah. It's also just so ahead of its time. Like this was 1994. Obviously, he would go on to make Scream, which which kind of, in many ways, like invented the meta horror thing. But this is like, I this goes even meta beyond Scream. I feel like because Scream yeah. is meta, but it's creating its own like lore. Whereas like this is technically a nightmare on elm street movie but it's also a movie about the nightmare on elm street franchise and like it's just a very layered and very interesting movie that i can't think of another franchise that has done something like this you know which is crazy yeah uh yeah i i think that it definitely i agree that this in a way was like more ingenious than scream and it, it definitely definitely was such a good like template for those movies um but yeah i i i do like freddy uh like trying to go through the kid to escape his dream world um which, mm-hmm. obvi- which obviously i think they the also went out of their way to make freddy like bulkier in this one like freddy looks big in this movie yeah and in all the other ones freddy's like kind of like a skinny little dude it, it's very clear that they like put like a muscle suit on Robert England or something. They they did something to make him look like bigger and more intimidating, which was cool. Yeah, yeah. I really I I just wish like I wish Robert playing himself was in the movie a little more though. I I, I just, yeah. I but but again, he's in the movie as Freddy, so it's like it's right. It's right. hard. It's hard. So to I do. Compl- I get it. Yeah. It's hard to complain about it, but um. Yeah, but yeah, I really, I really do like the makeover that they gave him, and yeah, I, I think just from start to finish, watch watching Heather deal with all of this shit that's manifested, um, is fucking awesome. I, I, I really dig this movie. Yeah, it's, it's I think cool. it's a pretty underrated movie. Like, obviously, it's well regarded, but I don't feel like people talk about it quite enough when it's like when the like, franchise comes up or even just when like 
classic 90s horror movies come up. I feel like this movie doesn't get enough recognition yeah. because it's so overshadowed by Scream. Right, yeah, or overshadowed by the Elm Street movies. Right, it's, it's, yeah. yeah. It's like in between, it's in limbo. Um, yeah. No, I agree, though. It's very underrated. Um, speaking of the opposite of underrated, <laughs> Freddy vs. Jason. Which, I love Freddy vs. Jason. <laughs> which, which this was surprisingly... Um, from start to finish my first time watching it i i oh really i had seen bits and pieces once years ago at a sleepover i was way younger Uh, and but i i hadn't actually watched it the whole way through and i was like oh my fucking god i'm so glad i did it's so it's like a so i I love it's (laughs) absolutely it's um, this movie also has a very interesting production history that i i don't know all of it ins and outs to like give an entire rundown but like they were trying to make this movie for a very long time before it actually came out which is yeah this movie taking so long is why jason x exists because they it was taking so long to like i guess just get all the pieces together for freddy vs jason and they wanted to put out another movie in the meantime in the friday the 13th franchise so they were like all right, just do something like real weird, and that's why they made yeah. Jason X. Well, because it kind of doesn't really tie into the rest of the the timeline. Yeah, well, because don't because ten years before this movie got made, didn't they show like Kruger's claws at the end of yeah. that one Jason movie? Yeah. Yeah. Jason goes to hell. Yeah, yeah, it's the end of that movie is Jason's mask like in like dirt, and Freddy's glove comes out and like grabs it and like pulls it underground. Yeah. And that that movie is ninety three, so that was also before New Nightmare even. So yeah. there was it was obviously in the works for quite a long time, and then yeah, yeah ten years later is when Freddy vs Jason comes out. Yeah, which I which I think it, it was uh, a cool little tie, and I was like, huh, that that I guess uh, that in a weird fucked up way, it's they're gonna make it work. <laughs> they did, and I, I think it's amazing. It's like one of my favorite guilty pleasure horror movies i think it's so good like it, it captures both of the characters so well and i think it gives you exactly what you want out of freddy versus jason <laughs> like it the title of the movie is accurate it is not one of those ones where you're like oh there wasn't enough action or whatever like no you are getting freddy versus jason in this movie 100 percent. yeah i i will say there were times i did feel like it was a parody of itself because oh it absolutely is because because freddie and jason like they do act like themselves but sometimes i almost wondered if they forgot halfway through the production what was really happening because first of all the the premise of the film is funny to me right but finish uh finish your thought and i'll i'll get it well i was gonna say what's interesting about the movie is it's they brought in a Chinese director to do this movie, which was an interesting choice. And his take on it was to do almost like a pro wrestling, like type of battle, which is why a lot of people complain that Kane Hodder is not Jason in this movie because he is like kind of the favorite as far as who played Jason. And the reason was that they wanted to Kane Hodder's not that tall and they wanted like a huge Jason for this movie to be like a like pro wrestler looking character. So yeah. it's a lot of it's a it's a director who I believe this was his first English movie. 
So he had only done Chinese movies before. So it kind of has that like feel to it of almost like a, like a, like a Asian action movie kind of. Yeah, because that's that's all the director like really did was like <laughs> Hong Kong action films. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then he also would go on to direct um, Bride of Chucky. Bride, I was gonna say Bride of Chucky. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, um, yeah, no, I I just think it's so funny that like Kruger is he's stuck in hell and he can't invade anyone's dreams because children have forgotten him so he's like you know what i'm going to resurrect jason Voorhees, who's canon yeah. in my world um yeah and, which and he, i love i think it's so great like yeah. it's such a great way to bring them together it's so funny and he pretends to be jason's mother and and he mm-hmm. manipulates him into into killing the kids of springwood so that freddie can actually return but then um jason gets a little too kill happy and Freddy starts like getting jealous and mad, and then they battle. <laughs> so what's really cool about the movie is there's not only a battle between the villains and the kids, but then there's this ongoing battle between the two villains. It, yeah, it's, and they do it. It's, very it's well. honestly, it's almost like a kaiju movie in many ways. Yeah, yeah, like it the is. way it's set up, the, the like the structure of it. No, it 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 absolutely is, and and I think uh, I think the kills in this one were pretty fucking cool. Um, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It, Obviously, there's some bad CGI in this one because it is 2003, but it, there's still a lot of really good stuff in this movie. Yeah the the ra- the rave uh, at the cornfield is great. I love <laughs> I love that line where the the kid is like that's a pissed off goalie or something or something like that. <laughs> yeah, there's actually I had a video. Hang on, I took this video when I was watching the movie cuz this line had me in stitches. It's Hang on, I I have to find bear with me one second. Yeah. I have I Well, have another thing I'll this. I'll I'll add in while you're trying to find it, which I think is funny. I always think it's funny when this happens in movies. The original actress who played Jason's mother in the original movies, they asked her to come back for this movie and she didn't want to. She she thought she was like above it, I guess. I think really? after she did the Friday the 13th movie, she wasn't very like embracing of that franchise. So yeah, that's why it's a different actress playing Jason's mother in this one. They tried to get oh. the original, and she didn't want to do it. That's very interesting. Yeah, I. <laughs> no thanks. I am above this. <laughs> yeah, which again, all of those other memorable roles that she has, you know, like, uh, you know, <laughs> woman, woman A in the movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it, I just thought that was kind of funny. So this is great. I also so, love yeah. the knockoff Jane Silent Bob characters in this movie. Oh yeah. <laughs> Very yes. clear. <laughs> I uh I did find the clip and it's the it's the two kids in the cornfield and he's like and you weren't invited and Jason just takes his head yes. and snaps it back. <laughs> but his friend's response is just son of a bitch. Like he <laughs> like he whis he whispers the line. Like yeah. he doesn't scream or anything. He's just like son of a bitch. It's yeah. so fucking funny. <laughs> uh-huh. This movie is full camp and it does not try to fight that at all. It this movie commits to the bit fully. Yeah, which is yeah. what you need for a Freddy versus Jason movie. Yeah, but it has an interesting cast. It's got Kelly Rowland as Jason mm-hmm. Ritter. It has Lachlan Monroe as a cop, which is yeah. great. 
Oh, he's like baby faced. And uh, <laughs> it, it's yeah. And but you like you were saying um, earlier, Hy- Hypnosil comes back in yes. into this movie because they try to get it from Weston Hills. Um, but then, oh, man, the, one of my favorite parts is, is Freddie possessing that that one stoner. Um, yeah, to, to <laughs> the, like the, get rid of the medicine. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Of course, I love that. All like these. It's so funny how in the nineties and early two thousands they utilized the stoner character in like everything. always everything. Yeah. <laughs> Every horror movie has a stoner character in the two thousands. Yeah, and I love how like him trying to Freddie like using the kid to like tranquilize Jason too. And it, man, it's, it's such a schlock fest. I fucking, love it's it. great. It's just so great. Like it's, it's so good. You talk about a good party movie. This is a great party movie. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, it, it's, it, it <laughs> I also think it's a little ridiculous how, and this ends up happening like kind of earlier in the movie where all the, the casts are together and they just happen to know everything about Freddy and Jason. They're like, <laughs> you mean the kid who drowned in Camp Crystal yeah. Lake? And the, I'm like, how did you know? Like, there was no research done. It was like, you just. Again, it, yeah, it's one of those movies where it's like, if you look at if you look at it too long, like if you think too hard about it, yeah. absolutely nothing in it makes sense. Cause it's like, yeah. okay, which Friday the 13th movies are canon at this point? I have no idea. I know. I, I was, I was wondering, I was like, it, I was like, there, I know there's a little bit of canon here somehow, but I don't know yeah, but where it's like, truthfully, which I appreciate. They're just like, you know what? Fuck it. with trying to keep to established lore like people want Freddy versus Jason here's Freddy versus Jason and I, I like yeah. that no of course yeah I, I think I think it works to its own benefit but yeah, yeah and then that whole we were mentioning earlier like the, the whole construction site scene is amazing great it's ba- it's literally WWF it battle. is 100% especially especially when Robert's like at the top of the scaffolding and he's trying yep. to get the cement to come down and he like gets tied upside down and he's like oh no <laughs> Jason just fucking whacked it's amazing oh, yeah it's so incredible good. and I also think it, it has one of the, the cooler final confrontations where they're by the docks and they're trying mm-hmm. to light them on fire and light the, uh, the propane tanks um, and then, like, and then you're not sure who's going to win because, like, Jason gets the upper hand. The Freddy gets the upper hand. And, and it's like, then he fucking Jason impales Freddy with his own claws. And then Lori beheads Freddy. And <laughs> Which also another very funny addition to this when it comes to lore is that they just decide that Jason's afraid of water in this one, which makes no sense. Oh, like yeah. Jason is in water for most of the franchise. And then this one, they're like, Jason's scared of water. Yeah. They were like, wait, Freddy's afraid of fire. He's gotta be afraid of water. Yeah. Yeah. Which again, I just think is really funny. Yeah. But yeah, I, I thought that was great. And then like both of them uh, are seemingly dead and then Jason is carrying Freddy's head and then Freddy winks at the camera. And I thought, which is great. Yeah. yeah I thought that was the perfect way to fucking end it. Um, yeah. Cause, cause, cause apparently they, ambiguous. yeah. Yeah. Apparently there were talks of doing Freddy versus Jason versus Ash, but I, th- I guess yes. it just like never, it never came to fruition. 
which I don't know if that's good or bad. It could have been awesome or it could have been stupid, but it, it's interesting that that was kind of at the time the idea was to tie it, then tie it into Evil Dead. Yeah, cool. I, I I came across that and I was like, they did I, do a comic. I, I, They've I, done comics of it. I've I yeah, I know they did a limited series, but I was like, is that real? Like, is that fanfic? <laughs> like, they, they, no, I think it, I think it was at. I don't know how far along they got. But it was definitely a conversation at some point. Yeah, it's, it was just funny to me. Like I, yeah. I was like, "Huh, they're going to incorporate Evil Dead." That's that's pretty interesting. Yeah, um, I guess when you're already doing Freddy versus Jason, might as well, right? But, yeah, yeah, bringing in Deadites is not that far fetched at that point. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, um, yeah, Freddy versus Jason, man, such a good dive. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I I love everything about it. It was. It might have been one of the first horror movies I watched when I was younger, so I, I just I love it. Yeah, I know I know a lot of people, like even people I know who are not into into horror, like they've seen this movie. Yeah. This movie was young. a big deal when it came out. Yeah, yeah. it was a big deal because for so long people were waiting for it. Like everybody wanted Freddy versus Jason, yeah. especially after they teased it. So yeah, when it, I remember when it came out, it was a big deal. I bet yeah. you this movie did really well in the box office too. It did. I, I didn't look I, up. I looked it up and it did like I think budget was thirty million. It did like over a hundred million. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah. Well, of course, yeah. It's like the, the billing of that is... <laughs> Jesus. We're talking about return on investment. Um, yeah. Even, 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 if it was gonna, even if it was a flop, like that that pairing was going to bring... Yeah, just the name <sighs> would get people into theaters. And you know what's actually crazy about this movie? I was, I was curious as to what other horror movies came out in 2003. And it, it oh, yeah. feels like they're such different eras, but this movie came out the same year that House of a Thousand Corpses came out, which oh, is crazy wow. to me. Yeah. Right? I mean, Doesn't it feel like they did not come out around the same time? No. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that, and then the other big movie that year was the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Which um, I like a lot. But, yeah, same year as House of a Thousand Corpses. Weird. Imagine if right. Rob Zombie directed this instead. <laughs> That would be insane. It might be too much. <laughs> well, speaking of Rob Zombie, the next movie we're going to talk about is what happens when a kid is left alone and watches way too many Rob Zombie films and says, <laughs> hey, I can make a slasher because, yeah. oh, boy, this remake is bad. It's yeah. It is definitely, if I had to pick, it is the worst of the 2000s remakes and i think it was one of the last ones too because it came out in 2010 2010. that was like the yes the tail end of the remake craze of the 2000s yep yep um yeah this i man i really don't even want to discuss this but i guess we will um it, it just like i man i like i knew it was a remake so going into it it's like okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna have an open mind. Like it's obviously not gonna be like the series, but it was just soulless. It was it it's had a, yeah. it, it had nothing from anything related to Freddy. Like it just like the they, thing is with Nightmare on Elm Street. As soon as you don't have Robert England as Freddy, you've lost at least half of your audience. You know. Like yeah. what people love about Freddie is Robert England. It's not 
the character. You know, like he is the character. It's yeah. not like Jason where he wears a mask and you can just replace him. So I think before the movie even came out, as soon as they announced that it was not going to be Robert England, they lost so many people right there. Yeah, and it, and you know, it, it's it's kind of at first I was like, all right, props to um you know, Jackie Earl Haley, who plays Freddie in this for like, trying. who is a good actor, who is it's a good just... actor. Um, cause he's, you know, he's been in horror. Um, so I was like, okay, you know, it's, I'm sure he could like give it a decent shot, but yeah, like cut, cutting England out. Okay. You already lost me there. And then it's like, okay, I'll try to keep an open mind here. But the thing is, is like trading all of like the surrealism and the the fun campy hellishness of the series for somebody who's way too grounded like th- this yeah. like like this felt like one of those trashy typical 2000s horror movies like i felt mm-hmm. like i could have replaced freddy with any one of those antagonists from the 2000s and it it probably would have worked better honestly yeah it was it's crazy too the director of that movie never directed a movie before that and has not directed one since he's only directed music videos. I was just going to say he's only done music videos. Yeah. Which is bizarre, a bizarre choice. Yeah. Just a lot of bad choices going on there. Yeah. And it's just like, there's so much. So obviously since it's a remake they're they're trying to stick to the original and then they like have nods, of the series, but it's not like beat for beat. Um, like I- I'd say one of the only things I appreciated about the movie is like some of the nods, like Na- Nancy, um, being in the tub and the claws like coming out. I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, okay. Like that, that's yeah. fun. But other than that, like there were so, so, so many issues with this. Like, I'll just, I'll just address the elephant in the room. Leaning into Freddy being a full blown child molester does not work. That's yeah. the, that's the re- that is the reason Craven and I know people out there are like, well, that was Wes Craven's original imagination. But not the really. But not He's really. a child He's like, murderer, not a, a child molester, which yeah. are two different things two different when it comes things. to. A character, you know, yeah, both people both not like good, Freddy. But, yeah, pe- <laughs> yeah, it's it's the thing and you that- see, you see, as the franchise goes on, how they acknowledge it less and less, you know, like in the first one, he's this child murderer because he's this despicable, like, character. But as the franchise goes on, people started to love, <laughs> yeah, people started to love Freddy so much that they kind of moved away from that because it was a part of him that was more like despicable you know so for this one to launch right back into that to the extreme again it's like i feel like this movie was doomed from the start yeah like you can't um this is this is a a memoriam for the nightmare on elm street movies (laughs) um yeah you you, this this movie was doomed from the beginning because right as soon as you made him too real of a character like that it was it was going to fail because like yeah they if there was anything ever implied with freddy you know molesting children it was very subtle hints at it and yeah. it was only associative because here's the thing it's not that it's a child killer it's not that it's mutually exclusive that a child killer is going to also be a pedophile but they are kind of 
similar in that sense. Like, it's kind of like the torture aspect. So it's like, yeah, we fucking get it. Like, Freddy probably also did bad shit in addition to killing kids. But you don't have to shove it. They shove it in your throat every five seconds of the Commit to that too much. Yeah, it it was too much, man. And, like... The, the, the thing is, too, is I understand that the movie is deep seated in the fear of trauma and confronting your past. Right. Because cause the whole thing is that, like, these kids have such repressed memories from the day from the, the daycare or the school, rather, that they were at. Um, that they don't remember who Freddie is until later in the movie. And then they come across like his his secret cave that he used to take them to. Um, I get it's rooted in your trauma, but there's so many more tasteful ways to do that. And there's been examples of it. And if you want to make that movie, make that movie. But to take that and put it onto a character with decades worth of legacy just did not work. Yeah, and and um when I was when I was reviewing this film, I made that point. I was like Freddy Krueger is somebody so ingrained in society as as this one character who he's campy, he's sinister, he he you know, th- there's so many things going on with him that to just throw all of that out the fucking window doesn't make sense. Like like Michael Myers, for example, the only reason remakes and reimaginings can work for a character like Michael or, you know, work for a character like Michael is because he's this evil, heartless bastard who doesn't speak like you right. could do anything with that character. Kruger is a character. So when yeah. you're so when you yeah. take it, like even if you're doing a remake, like you still have to. He's established. Like you still have to kind of have notes of the character. Right. <laughs> like and and it just it didn't exist here. Yeah, it just they they tried to take it in a direction that just did not work at all. No. It, it, it's and, and And from the start was not going to work. <laughs> yeah, and, and 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 I could I could have maybe maybe forgave what they did to him as a character. If the teens were not insufferable, they they <laughs> felt like they felt like the kids who were a couple years older and, you know, when you used to go hang out at the mall on a Friday night, the kids who were a couple years older than you wearing the trip pants, bumming cigarettes like they felt like kids I never want to talk to. They felt yeah. like fucking genuine assholes. And it's like, again, it's another element of edginess that they're adding mm-hmm. to the remake. It's got to be an edgy remake. It's like, it's it, the, if I can't even care about your protagonist, then it, there's nothing working for me here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, I, I almost feel bad that Clancy Brown was in this film. <laughs> there's a lot of good actors in the in it. That's the weird thing. Like, yeah, for it's so obvious that the script was the failure because they have the tools to like make a good movie. Yeah. But again, at the same time, I don't know if they do have the tools to make a good movie because it's to remake nightmare on Elm street. It it's a huge task yeah, to take on. And honestly, I, it takes I really, <laughs> I really don't see how you could do it successfully. Honestly, no, no, I don't know if there's a way to do it right. 
No, not, not unless why, you have Robert England. <laughs> which is why it's just been left alone since then. Like, it, it was clearly a big enough failure that they, they haven't even tried again. And they remake everything, you know? Yeah. Yo, yeah, for sure. They they knew. Yeah, because this still is discussed as, like, one of the worst horror movies. It's, like... Absolutely, yeah. So fucking bad. And... and 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 poor poor Rooney Mara, I felt she looked like she didn't even want to be in the movie, and I yeah. don't I don't blame her. Yeah, it I don't just, blame her. It just man, it was just so many like, okay, like some of the gore was cool. That that's what I'll give the movie right. It's like mm-hmm. some of the gore was cool. The 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 fucking why. <laughs> The why are you screaming? <laughs> Freddie didn't even I didn't even cut you yet. Like the, it was so like they try. It was like there were. I felt like there were parts of the script that were like, wait a minute, dude. He's Freddy. Like, we have to throw something in there, right? Like, okay, yeah, let, let's make him make a fucked up joke here. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Should we reference one of the other movies? Nah, make it a pedo joke. Like, that's literally <laughs> all they did. Yeah. It, it was so it, uncomfortable. Yeah, to 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 make this movie, to make any movie and say to yourself, let's lean into the child molester aspect. <laughs> is just is a choice which which again look here, here's the thing right i try to have an open mind with a lot in life i get that it's a thing that's real it's horrific it's disgusting it's evil i know it's real but you can do it so much better in a movie <laughs> you don't right. have to and also it me. just does not need to be in a freddy movie it also yeah because, again he's a child killer like you don't need yeah. to you can make a horror movie that covers those themes in a more tasteful and yeah. like nuanced way yeah. to do it in a Nightmare on Elm Street movie is just not I don't think it's the right choice. No, it, it, because there's been countless examples in cinematic history where they've alluded to child killers or predators and it's like, oh, but they don't shove it in your fucking face. It's like, yeah just yeah. do that but yeah no but 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 again like this the thing is is like this era was so into pushing the envelope and being edgy that it's like i yeah get it but you can't do it with nightmare on elm street try it mm-hmm. with any other franchise well look at how some of the other remakes of that era did it i think they did it so much better like like i said the the Texas Chainsaw remake from 2003, which was like the first one that really kicked off the 2000s remake train, did it really well. Like they they said, we're going to make it gritty and dark and that's what this is going to be. And it's going to be gory as hell. And, and it it works. And then like another one that I think works really well is The Hills Have Eyes, which is the same thing. It's they they went edgy as far as grittier, darker uh expanding on the themes of the original not necessarily like adding in this new taboo stuff that was not really a part of the story mm-hmm. so that's what's weird with the Nightmare on Elm Street one it's just like all these other ones were successful kind of by exaggerating what was already there not adding this new layer to it that's not really a part of the original but is I guess considered edgy I don't I don't know yeah, and I, I don't know. I, I I just didn't like the whole like. Aside from everything else, I didn't like. I just didn't like the whole like. Oh, Freddie was like the thing. The thing that's so stupid, right? Is like they could have made Freddie a teacher. They made him a groundskeeper. Mm-hmm. Is any is any child letting their 
is any adult letting their child get close to the groundskeeper? Like, I don't yeah. know. It, it was just yeah. like. It's also like just looking at it. It's such a missed opportunity, too, because those other remakes, I think what they do well is they, which is what a remake should be in my head, is, okay, these are the things that, say, Texas Chainsaw Massacre wasn't able to do because of budgetary constrictions and just the limits of filmmaking at the time. They couldn't do crazy gore. They couldn't do these huge, massive like set pieces and slaughterhouse scenes and stuff. So let's do that where nightmare on Elm street. It's like they could have gone all in on like the surreal dream aspect and like really pushed that and pushed the limits of what the original couldn't really do because of the time period. And they, it was just a, they didn't go for that at all, which I think would have been a better movie. Yeah. And that was, that was going to be my final biggest point is like, you guys were just lazy. You didn't even just do the ball, anything yeah. cool. Like the only thing they tried was like, okay, we'll we'll make the floor blood, and, <laughs> and she and Nancy has to wade through. Cool, it's like, yeah, cool, it's like, bro. You could, like you said, you could, bro, with the technology they had, even in 2010, yeah. it's like, you could have done really cool, sh- you could have had them on, like, floating rocks, like, trying to keep their yeah. balance, or... They should have leaned into the dream part, and yeah. they did not do that. Yeah, like, what, like, fine, it, say what you will, like, I know a remake, you take your own liberties, you do your own twist on the story, but at least make it fun. Yeah. <laughs> and look at the original and say, what aspect of this could use improving that we can do now that they couldn't do back then and it's like obviously the special effects is where you should go and they they just missed on that completely yeah and 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 one of the most pitiful parts of the movies is so there's that kid quentin who like they allude early on that he's had this crush on nancy and and throughout the film they play this stupid game of emotional chicken with each other and then like finally towards the end he gives her a kiss and then that's like the motivation to snap her out and it's like i couldn't have cared less about this <laughs> yeah it, it, it was so forced it wasn't it had no point being a plot point it was it was like yeah oh just for the sake of throwing in this forced romantic interest like the chemistry has to be there and it was not there <laughs> it, it was yeah. just yeah it was it was all stupid and then like nancy in the bed and he puts the old dress back on her i cringed at that like (laughs) oh you still look good in that dress shut the fuck up like we don't yeah bro honestly if they just replayed the scene of the parents just like lighting him on fire i would have been happy they could have rolled the credits (laughs) Uh, that would have been yeah like it was just unfor- an unfortunate complete miss and yeah. like i said kind of the end of that period of horror remakes obviously we're seeing a new era of horror remakes right now but i feel like the tw- the 2000s horror remake trend ended with nightmare on elm street yeah it kind of killed it <laughs> yeah they 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 hung up kruger's claws and for a good reason because mm-hmm. i mean unless unless and even if like and my final question was going to be like what do we think the future could be because to yeah, me I don't know. E- to me even if you have england come back which i'm sure i mean england is very heavily 
still involved in nightmare uh, affiliated yeah. communities like he does sponsorships with clothing companies to to do mm-hmm. merch and all this he does horror cons a lot he does horror cons so he very much like would probably sign up to do another one but even if mm-hmm. you have him it's like who are we really gonna get in this day and age that's not craven that could kill it like, yeah, that's why it's just I'm glad they're leaving it alone. Unfortunately, I'm sure that won't last forever because no, everything has to no. come back. But right now, it's like just leave it alone. <laughs> yeah. Well, because I, I I can't I, I can't think of how they could do it. Yeah, I I know they were talking about doing a reboot for a long time, but mm-hmm. I don't even know what that would fucking entail at this point. Yeah, yeah, I have no idea. The only no way the only way this would work is if they found within Wes Craven's vault in his house that he had in, in he had a finished script for a final nightmare on Elm Street movie. Yeah. And Robert England agreed to come back and, and Heather Langenkamp what was it? Yeah. Like it's the only way it's working. Otherwise it's mm-hmm. not working. <laughs> yeah, which is why I think yeah. it's just better off being left alone. Wes yeah. Craven's gone, unfortunately. Robert England's not young either, so it's like Man. there's only so much longer that we could really even do it that it's like just just leave it alone. Yeah, I mean I look, hope. we got we got nine right, nine films? Nine films? E- yeah. Well I want I don't want to count the remake. So we have eight films that <laughs> that have Freddy and oh yeah, and there's also like that mini television series which I, I haven't watched. But uh Yeah, I, I haven't watched it either. I, I don't know much about it. But I know like England Freddy's is Nightmares. also in it. Yeah. So. Yeah, but I don't know much about it. It's not easy to find. Yeah, but I, I, I think that the, the, the fact we got eight good movies, or at least mostly good movies. Yeah, I'm, I'm cool with that. You know, that's that's yeah. cool. That's, I'm it's happy. the same with with Friday the Thirteenth. Like, obviously. Friday the Thirteenth. The only reason they're not making more is because of the legal battles going oh on. But God. it's like. <laughs> I I don't find myself craving another Friday movie. I don't find myself craving another Nightmare on Elm Street movie. Yeah, because they they did what they set out to do, and I'm sure down the line, like you said, they will reboot them. But like, absolutely, at, at least but, for at least for now, we can sit in solace knowing that we got what we got, and we could talk about them fondly. So, yeah, because <laughs> if they did several more movies like this remake. I'd probably beg Freddy to come into my dream. Kill me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm I'm glad though I got to sit from start to finish and watch these because the, these have been on my list for a long. Yeah, it's time. a it's such a fun it's a, such a fun franchise. Yeah, like I like I'm I'm itching to rewatch some of these already, and I I just yeah. saw them, so it's like. <laughs> I'm down, but yeah, I definitely am in the mood to rewatch Freddy vs. Jason now. <laughs> yeah, just right. love that movie. Yeah, that it, it's man Kruger, like I said, is just one of the coolest characters in horror, and Craven obviously was one of the biggest geniuses, and so it's no surprise it was a success. Was, yeah, it, yeah, fuck yeah, but yeah, I think um, that's probably gonna wrap it up here. If you, if you had any closing thoughts, nope, yeah. I got nothing. I'm all freddied out. I'm I'm all freddied out. Join join <laughs> a, join us in a week where we do a deep dive into the Critters series. <laughs> <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio's first role is Critters three, I think. Yeah, I actually have the I have the box set from uh, I think it's Scream Factory. Mm-hmm. 
I don't yeah. know if I've ever seen past the first Critters movie. Yeah, I've only, I've only seen the first one, but I had fun with it. It was yeah, it was fun. Yeah, uh, but yeah, that's gonna wrap it up here for our uh, entire dive into the Nightmare on Elm Street series, and hopefully we leave it at that for now. <laughs> but yeah, please. This is, but this has been the Silver Scream Fiends podcast. I've been Sam. I've been Blake. And one, two, Freddy, <laughs> I'm going to work on a trap remix of the Freddy song. Hell yeah. That definitely exists. It has to. It 100% does. And it's going to Have you ever heard the Will Smith, the, the rap song, The Nightmare on My Street by Will Smith? No. If not, you have to listen to it. He did a Nightmare on Elm Street song in the 80s, oh, like God. as the Fresh Prince, and wow. it's incredible. Well, I know what the ending song of this episode is going to be. <laughs> it is the best. Yeah, God fucking damn it! Why did it have to be Will Smith? Um, <laughs> yeah, that is great. I, I will check it out though. <laughs> but yeah, um, join us next time as uh, we will. Oh yeah, we're gonna be entering November soon. Mm-hmm, that's oh, always fun. Oh fuck yeah, yeah, I'm excited for that. But yeah, this is this has been a nice spooky season. I I've indulged in quite a bit, and uh, I've been frantically searching for things to clean my palate from that fucking awful remake. So <laughs> yeah, I I gotta watch Barbarian just came out on HBO. Yes, yes, my I'm friend dying to hit, see that. My friend just hit me up and, and said yeah. we should watch it because it's on HBO. I happened to like just miss the theatrical run because I just like wasn't able to go see it. So I'm excited to watch it. Same here. But until then, have a spooky day. Toodaloo. <laughs> now I have a story that I'd like to tell.